Welcome back to another episode of the Bet Say Less podcast. Well, hello, man. It's been a little long, little, little long time, man. Hey, man. It's good to see y'all. It's good to talk to y'all. It's three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Man. You know, Thanksgiving, COVID. You know what it is. You know, we gotta take some time off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh wait, we, we, hey, um, condolences to the family. Hey, man. You, you know, got you got to take care of stuff. When it's, certain things that hey. did happen during this time, so you appreciate know, you, my guy. Put prayers up for everybody's families out here, man, because random things are happening to a lot of people right right now man so we should pray to anybody who has any you know family issues that's going on you know quick little like you know sad 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 moment in the hey, podcast but we love y'all we looking out for y'all yes we'll make sure everything's good yeah you man know. make sure everything's great we just love everybody keep us posted we love y'all yeah man keep your heads up everybody sasha keep your head up hey Stay strong hey everybody you know it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right everything every, everybody's still blessed at the end of the day as long as you're still breathing you know what I'm saying? now we got to introduce a very special guest <coughs> his name is Suleiman Ahmad. Suleiman Ahmad. <laughs> He's at least 6'5, weighing 180 pounds. Mr. New York Times. <laughs> Bernie Sanders associate, he just picked that off. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Right now we're watching the uh, uh, Rams vs. Patriots. And we got ourselves a game, boys. So tune in to that Thursday night football. But yes, back to Suleiman. <laughs> Sasha for letting me be here. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to talk about some of my experiences and my hopes for the future. He's a future lawyer. Hey. hey. <laughs> Let's hop right in. So, Suleiman, what you going to do to that law degree, man? What you, what's your plans? What's your plans? You want to specialize? Uh, what you going to do? Yeah, so honestly, I think South Carolina has a lot of problems right now. <laughs> talk to us. Talk to us, man. Uh, yeah. South Carolina? <laughs> yeah, South Carolina is one of the most uh, gerrymandered uh, states. It's also one of the most problematic states when it comes to voting rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to get involved on that on that side of the legal sphere. All right, um, while, we're, while, we're, while we're speaking on uh, on that part, uh, when it comes down to voting, let's tell us your little quick little backstory about you and you know your voting thing. Yeah, like, sure. why, why are you so into? What got you really into? Yeah, voting? yeah. talk to us about your passion. Yeah, like, why, yeah. Why, why you vote? Yeah, why do I care? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Who are so, these people? Who cares? So my sophomore year while I was at Furman University, go Dens. Um, <laughs> hey, plug them down. <laughs> So when I was a sophomore, um, I spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C., and my uh, professor who was in charge was Dr. Fleming, Um, and we kind of developed a relationship, and he told me that there was an opportunity available for my junior year, Mm -hmm. Um, and basically the opportunity was setting up a voter... Voter registration project at Furman University, um, and it was a, like a get out the vote type of process. Basically, our generation doesn't vote. Yeah, um, I mean, I, mean facts, though. I don't vote. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it definitely picked up with the general election, but the problem is that we don't fucking vote in the primary. Facts. Um, and so my job was to basically make sure that Furman. 
tries to actually start to vote. All the Furman students try to start to, to vote. Uh, college students in general turn out in a high level. Uh, USC, Clemson, you name it. Across the state, they turn out. Furman University ranked in the bottom percentile. Mm, damn. Our uh, midterm elections alone was, I believe, in the 18th percent, if not lower. Um, so my job was basically to try to inspire people to vote. Um, and that's when I kind of came across this issue with Greenville County. Uh, basically, Greenville County was preventing the vote for any sort of college student from Furman University, Bob Jones University, North Greenville University from voting. Um, and the reason behind that is because, and I hate to say this, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if anyone is a Republican out there, no offense, but the Republican Party actually tries to disenfranchise people from voting. I mean, that's just like facts. Like, that's, that's, that's just it like scares cold, hard facts. I don't know if it's facts or not, but I'm going with it. <laughs> so it's true. Like. It, but it, but so yeah, it, it is facts because by 2040, the minority population is going to be the mi majority. Yeah. And so that freaks out the Republican um, Party because typically their vo voters tend to be the majority, which are white people um, so when you look at that and how trends are going right now with younger people younger people are tending to vote more Democratic that's just the bottom line that's um, statistics yeah that's that is statistics um, that was Hindi language by the way <laughs> So, talking right now. <laughs> so basically right now, or what happened in 2016 was that I was really offended. Um, I was in D.C. at the time with my professor, uh, Dr. Floney in D.C. Um, and I was offended by the fact that Donald Trump came out and basically said the following. He said, I'm issuing a ban on Muslims entering the country. Sulman, who are your parents? My parents are Muslim. I mean. And they're immigrants. I mean. And they came I here. Mean, I know you took that personally. Yeah, I definitely took it personally because they came here in the 1970s. They raised three great children. Damn right. Um, at least I, I like to think I'm great. <laughs> Damn right. New York Times. Hashtag. But yeah, we. <laughs> I took it personally because my parents, they worked hard. They tried to contribute to society. They tried very hard to be American citizens. But even then, just because of their religious beliefs alone, they were viewed as un-American. Mm. And it's that's like, fucked. it's reminiscent to John F. Kennedy. I know um, how you feel, bro. Thank you. Exactly. You're welcome, bro. You, you're damn right. Yeah. yeah. Black people. <laughs> no, you're damn right. Because, just a just side, you know, side tangent to talk about. Um, tangent. Uh, yeah. Go off, my guy. <laughs> tangent, tangent to talk about is like uh, there was a woman who, uh, a, an African American woman who registered to vote, um, and she had a registration in another county, and she was given, I think, almost up to, up to five years of prison time. And wait for what? Because she registered in the wrong county. <laughs> What the fuck? That's a thing? You get five years of yeah. federal prison? It's a, it's a federal crime to register twice. Oh my and god. She, and she didn't know. She didn't know. 
And she made that clear to the court, but the court still viewed her as um, negligent in her approach. And so wow. basically, yeah, so basically they gave her prison time, which is absolutely absurd because if Brock Turner can get off with a slap on the wrist, why should someone who's registering the vote off the completely wrong assumption that she was registering the wrong county be given five years? And that's basic, you know, the basic issue is because it's down to race. That's all it is. That's crazy. Bro, bro, that's nuts. And and I just want to give a shout out to all the black women out there. Y'all fucking make the party. Uh, the Democratic Party specifically. But, but what I'm looking at with South Carolina and the bottom line is was that I wanted to win. This was a competition. My, my professor told me basically we were competing against all those involved in the SOCON conference. So that was Mercer, um, some other schools I, I, I can't remember right now. Uh, Mercer did very well in the SOCON competition um, and I tried our best to turn out the vote. And the ironic part is, is that the majority of Furman students typically vote Republican. And that's because of the affluential background that they come from. Facts. It's facts, facts exactly. That's just straight facts. Uh, predominantly, Furman is a predominantly white institution. And if you look at the voting registration now, rates. My dad worked there for at least 15 years. That's facts. And if you look at the voter registration and how they vote, it's predominantly Republican. Facts. So when I was establishing this get out to vote effort, I wanted to essentially humanize this aspect that Muslim Americans are Americans. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you have, I mean, yeah, but you have a presidential candidate who's running on the premise that Muslims are not they don't count. Yeah, they don't you know why? What's up? I mean, because, I mean, in America, quote unquote, they think that everybody who is Muslim or of your descent or something somewhere close to it is a terrorist. Yeah, and that's 100% right. It goes back to 9-11. It does, 100%. It, yeah. But the ironic part is, is that Republicans before, uh, under George Bush, viewed uh, Muslim Americans as a potential voting population. Um, wait, wait, before you keep going even deeper, what's crazy is way back when, when, you know, all the political stuff started happening. Oh, yeah. What's crazy? Hey, Ray knows this shit. Hey, Ray knows this shit. Hey, 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 so, so, hey. so Republicans actually were for, like, people of color. Yeah. Right. And no, that's like, 100% right. And, and through 100%, time, and through 100%. time, shit just, just flipped. Just flipped. 100% flipped. So now, now the Democrats are, are for people of color, which is fucking weird. It's, it's so confusing. Yeah. And, and so for the Muslim I mean, population, like, typically we're very conservative in our beliefs, you know, we're very religious individuals. But because of what happened after 9-11 with the Patriot Act, I mean, you have the FBI, literally, the FBI creating a list of Muslims and surveilling them under the U.S. Patriot Act to determine whether or not they are patriotic enough 
that's in today's ridiculous. America. Ridiculous. That that goes against what what which, there's something in um what something that it goes against something. What is it? The first the first amendment? Freedom of religion? That's not the first amendment, is it? I believe so. I believe uh that's freedom, freedom of speech. But it's uh freedom of speech, but there's another amendment that is like going against like you since you live in America. Well, technically like, it's just, freedom of speech, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you live in America so you gotta live your life. They can't just go into your shit like look, all right, yeah, they, these motherfuckers doing this like specifically like angry just because people, you just know, just because they're Muslim. Just because they're Muslim. Like that is like completely against what America, quote unquote, stands for. Stands but, for. But that was the detriment to the Republican Party because that act alone caused Muslims to then vote Democratic. <laughs> and I that's mean, I would like <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, right. That like, gave rise to Barack Obama, etc., etc., etc. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Barack Obama, but he's killed a lot of Muslims. The and I'm not gonna. We, gonna, we don't have to go that not, far, not, but like, facts. I'm not gonna get into that. Facts. No, you can good. read his book alone for that, but. The bottom line is the Republican Party, they fucked up. They viewed us as a threat. enemy population. Yep, a threat, 100%. And so what you had was an instance where uh, Muslims didn't know what to do. They, they didn't know whether or not to side with Democrats because they were kind of progressive in their views, uh, which contradicted how Muslims viewed the Quran as religious individuals. But there was an opportunity here. And so when I saw that opportunity, I understood that my job was to essentially say that, you know, Muslim Americans are here to stay. Damn Muslim right. Americans care about America, the most, like, like, Muslim like Americans, good. Yeah, they care about the most basic voting, the most basic thing that's sacred to Americans, which is voting. My parents come from Pakistan, right? And in Pakistan, if you vote, if you vote or say anything against an elected official, you can be like silenced. I mean, People will shut you down. Yeah, exactly. They will kill you for your beliefs. I mean, and that's why my parents came here, because they, they had that opportunity. Right. They had that right, opportunity. Right. And they, they seized And it. that's what America should be. Ameri the American dream should be that Seizing I, your opportunity. Your, like, the ideal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. And so when I set up this Get Out to Vote project, um, I didn't really... I didn't really care about that. I, I just wanted to win. Yeah. And Good so job, in order for me to win, I knew that I had to turn out the most voters. Right. But Greenville County basically said that you weren't allowed to vote because if you registered with your uh, dormitory address, um, you weren't eligible to vote. That violated state law. State law clearly states that if you register with your dormitory address, you can vote. And so we, I, I met. I mean, I mean, one, one more. Yeah, like, like exactly. state law. Law, state right. law like. And so, so I met with the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU of South Carolina. Uh, we, uh, me, along with my friend Ben Longnecker and Catherine West, decided to sue the county. We sued Conway Belangia, who was the election commissioner. Get sued, Conway. Damn straight. And we, said, we, said, we said this violated state law. Right. That this was a insult to the American Constitution, to the state Constitution. Right. Like, yeah, right. right. Like, 
So we brought our lawsuit towards uh, the court, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen this in my life before. Um, typically, I, so I do mock trial, or I did mock trial when I was at Furman, and the defense was split on its uh, decision. We had two attorneys. One attorney was the representative for the Greenwood County, and the other attorney was the representative for the state. The state got up in the middle of their opening statements and said, we side with the plaintiffs. They sided with me, my That's friend Catherine crazy. West, and Ben Long. So they just stood up and like, hey, we ain't with this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right here, tripping. And, and I'm not going over there with them over there, so I see you on the other side of the railroad tracks in a second. 100%. And they actually... <laughs> And to keep it 100, they like they literally told the state, they, they told the county, what you are doing is unconstitutional. Y'all need to stop. We and gotta ban y'all from America. Shit. Basically. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Y'all can get out. <laughs> and so when that happened, the judge essentially looked at me. Uh, they looked at me. They looked at uh, my friend Ben. They looked. Ben was from Tennessee at the time. And oh yeah, ben, ben is white. Catherine is white. Catherine's a white female. Ben is a white male. No shit. <laughs> and, and, and their argument was basically that if you are dependent on your tax or on your parents' tax return, you're therefore a representative of that state, mm -hmm. and you have to vote in that garbage, state. Garbage argument, but it's garbage, garbage, garbage argument. Because the bottom line is, if you're in college, you're here for four years. <laughs> four years. How can you say you don't? I don't live here, but I've been here for four years. I pay money. I pay money to the corporations or the companies, the small businesses. Bro, I go to the gas station. And I, I go to the gas station. I gotta go I get my baby wipes. wipes. Yes, in this location. Facts. Facts. I've been getting baby 100%. wipes. hundred percent all year. Guess what? Hundred percent. Guess what? I deserve to vote. I deserve to vote. If I gotta get something to wipe my ass here, and I've been doing this shit for four years, I should be able to vote. Exactly. Wipe my ass for four years. Why can't I have a vote? Straight facts. But the bottom line is that the judge looked at me and he said that because I was a part of the state, I did not have standing, and that's fair. Uh, the lawsuit happened in my name, but I give credit to Ben and Catherine because Shout without out. them, that would this the change would not have happened without them. Mm. I was simply a pawn in what was necessary. Right. And so what had happened is that the judge finally ruled what was happening in Greenville County was unconstitutional. And we changed the law, and now it is unconstitutional for the Greenville County Election Commissioner to prevent kids from Furman University, kids from North Greenville University, kids from Bob, Bob Jones University from voting. The ironic part, what catch, catches me all on all of those, is that North Greenville and Bob Jones tend to be very religious in their views, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they tend to view, very, uh, view themselves in the Republican mindset. So essentially, I was fighting for Republican rights. You were fighting for both rights. At the end yes, of the day. Yes, predominantly. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, they were going to vote for Trump. Right. I mean. I was fighting. I was fighting that's for the, that, That's the American fucking, like, that's and, what we stand and for. And I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, because that, I, and, and if you think about it, that didn't matter who the fuck you voted for. Who exactly. you voted for doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're you able. You have to you're be able to able. vote. Yeah, you're, you're able. able to do that. That's, yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what this country's it's built on. It's your right. Yeah, bro. Like, 
like the right of peace, peaceful man. assembly. Like I know that's why that's one of the reasons your parents moved here. That's one of the reasons my exactly. mom moved here. Thank you. Because yeah. you get to pick your leader. Exactly. That's why I moved here. I mean, facts, bro. Shit. One hundred percent. I moved here twenty eight years ago. And that's. <laughs> <laughs> That was the, the catch-22 for me because I wanted people to understand that when they came and voted for Trump, a man who said that my parents shouldn't be here, I that I was the one who is a Muslim American who's registering them to vote for their right. So, Mo, you better have me crying in the club, bro. Like, this shit's fucking yeah, amazing, actually, bro. I actually can see it in your eyes. Like, like I feel, the, I feel passion, eyes, the passion is crazy. here, bro. But, like, but 20, I can cut it. 2016 hurt me because, yeah, Trump won. Trump won. Yeah. He fucking lost though this year though. <laughs> hey, he's he's trying to come back from He's trying so hard, but guess what? He ain't gonna be able to do it because nah, guess man. what? Joe Biden won 80 million votes. Ooh. 80 million! Ooh. We, 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 we just talking facts on this podcast. We ain't we're not fallacy. And this even is all facts, no feelings, right? And now, even, right? even even and even in 2016, three million more people voted for Hillary Clinton. I don't agree with Hillary Clinton. I wasn't excited for to vote for Hillary Clinton. I wanted Bernie Sanders, my man, my fucking Betty White of the Democratic Party. <laughs> so, so, so as a former employee of uh, Bernie Sanders, talk to us. Talk, yeah, talk to us. I, I think. I think. Uh, Is he a nice guy? Bernie Sanders? Yeah. He is the most wonderful individual. So, he, so, so he's not a dick. No, absolutely not. He will so listen to the person to you. you see on camera is the same person you see off camera. Yeah, I still I still wish that Bernie Sanders was the Democratic nominee. Do I think that he would have won? I don't know, because Joe Biden, the bottom line is it goes back to the fact that our generation doesn't fucking vote. Do you think Kamala Harris had a huge impact on the fact that Joe Biden is the, I mean, got the dub? I mean, not even just that. I mean, our first black president that we had was Barack Obama. For sure. I don't was, know. He, Bill Clinton was up there, bro. They said that fucking Bill Clinton was the first black president. I mean, I mean. <laughs> no, no, I mean. He really was, though. I mean, low-key. Yeah, 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 but, I mean, low-key. So if you look back uh, into uh, no no seriously if you look back into politics um the black caucus at the time really sided with bill clinton um but bill clinton passed that crim the the the, the crime the crime bill that he passed mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. which is disenfranchised not disenfranchised but really affected black males mm -hmm. and hillary clinton had that shit going into 2016 she said that black males were super predators <laughs> And what? Super predators. I'm Hillary not, said that all like, Because, because you seen a predator apparently man? black males ugly as hell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but, but, but Hillary, Clinton, Hillary Clinton basically said that oh, but black males are super predators, they are basically stealing shit, etc. etc. And you see that happen in a day, like everybody steals. Yeah, everybody steals, but like you see that shit happen today because like everyone's like, oh, well, look at Black Lives Matter, like that shit's just rioting. They, did you know they said the same shit about Martin Luther King? Yeah, you know Black Lives Matter is not created by no black person. I did not know that. 
Great. But I bottom line is I still believe Black Lives Matter because no, yeah, it does everybody every life really matters like Philando Castillo, in the, in the grand scheme, George things, Floyd. But in the grand scheme, yes, that saying these names, yes, you're right, yeah, hundred percent correct, hundred. Hey, listen, no, but I don't. But and, wait, and the I trend, forgot the most important one, Eric Garner. They, they all matter. They all matter. All, every single name that every, you, every life. There's so many different names that has not been even put on that list that matters. And, and, there's a lot of them but and, it, I, and I work for Bernie this year because I really believe that you know black people saw Bernie as an opportunity to change it was a Mar- Martin Luther King uh, campaign it was a poor people's campaign but they didn't see it that way they saw Joe Biden as the guy and I respect that Joe Biden has come here since 2014 before the election in 2016 and has established himself as a predominant force for African Americans. Do I believe that's true today? I don't know. We'll see. I was about to say we'll see. It's it's to we'll be see. to be to be determined. Um, but most but yeah, the problem but, no, but the problem but the problem is is that people or uh, black Americans who are my age um, and even your age. Um, hey, by the way, I'm not old. I'm only 28. <laughs> no, but it, that, <laughs> but that, that's the same. That's the same thing. It's like I'm I'm only 24, 28. That's still yeah, that's the millennial. The same, like, we're, that's we're, the yeah. That's the, the millennial bro, generation. Like, and yep. Joe Biden, I I don't view him as the guy. I think Bernie Sanders was the guy. Mm. But the problem is that our population didn't turn out to vote. The elder generation always turns out to vote. Duh. And so the elder generation, when I went door to door knocking, they said, I want Joe Biden. I want Joe Biden. I, jo- I want Joe Biden. And who do you think they relate to most? You got to think not about because who's they, actually paying attention to the shit. No, it's not I because mean, they put, because Joe Biden paid attention. It's not because he related to black population. It's because Joe Biden was viewed by the elder black population as a potential winner. They didn't mm. care. They didn't really care. Mm. They just wanted to get mm. Trump out of office. Mm. So, they, so, so they they use whoever they can get. Like they had Bernie Sanders and they had Joe Biden. Yeah. They waited and realized, okay, mm-hmm. Biden has more popular, uh, mm-hmm. more popular than than Barry Sanders. Exactly. Bernie Sanders got some, got some. He he got some on him, but we're gonna go with Joe Biden because he's more popular. Exactly. We know he's popular. Exactly. Facts. And it's and it's and this concept about popularity just goes back to the fact that older people vote. And younger people don't. Guess who cares more? Older people. Older people. And younger people don't. It's just. And, the, it's and if younger people turned out in the primary to vote for Bernie Sanders at the rate that they believed in Bernie Sanders, we would have a whole different situation because you hear arguments like I've read on on the Washington Post and New York Times that younger voters basically viewed um, Bernie Sanders as the guy, but they didn't I mean, have they, they, they didn't have the time. Do you think this election would be different if there was no COVID? Mm. Uh, well, that's a whole separate argument, but like, 
basically younger people didn't vote because they were so busy with finals for college and I get that that's fine but like you can take fucking five minutes out of your day to fucking go that's, vote that's why I say that because yeah. like if there was no COVID then COVID made us all think about certain shit not that but that, you know what I'm saying? but that's what I'm saying is that there's a disparity between the primary and the general because with the general I waited in line for two hours and that happened in, G- in Georgia I mean Georgia fucking thank you shout out to all the Georgia uh, Georgians um, y'all fucking <laughs> y'all, y'all waited Georgia. in lines <laughs> y'all waited in line and because of you guys like we changed the the course of this election yeah Georgia was a big big state. Georgia Georgia tra- turning blue was phenomenal like like you would never thought a million years yeah but but the bottom line is that if young people actually turned out in the primary and didn't give a fuck about like I get it you give a fuck about your your finals but like this shit really matters like we have to hold Joe Biden accountable to progressive values and I really hope that that's what's the future that is prevalent for Joe Biden but that's a whole separate argument um young people go just, vote bro like yeah, what are y'all we didn't, doing we didn't vote Man, I ain't telling you to we vote. didn't I vote I don't vote I, I mean I haven't voted either we didn't I, vote I can't, I can't and, and, and that hurts me because like I fought for your right to vote I wanted you to be there I wanted you to fucking do it and we didn't the, the majority was elder the elder black population and basically they viewed Joe Biden as a sure shot they didn't think Bernie had the finesse to, to mm. end mm. Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, he's he, uh, and that's and it's kind of it's kind of like I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, yeah. um, it's kind of um, reminiscent to 2016 because basically, if a candidate Hillary Clinton was the worst candidate we could possibly run. She has, I mean, no, she's I mean, she's you terrible. Garbage. I, I, yeah. <laughs> go on but she has, continue. I, I don't know if she's human garbage because like she just had too much baggage. Yeah it was that's fair. That's fair. And that's why people and didn't I feel like, like Hillary. I feel like 16 was supposed to be Bernie's year actually to go that now that, yeah, now that I think about I it from what everything now I'm thinking about everything then that 2016 was supposed to be Bernie's and Joe year. Had, not, Joe, not Joe had a great story. He lost his wife he lost his son I mean, emotion plays into politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. think, I really think sympathy is what got him to where he is. I really do. Because, honestly, if it wasn't for the people like being like, all right, you know what? We feel bad for this guy. I don't think he'd be as good where he was today. Exactly. exactly. I honestly believe that. Exactly. And Joe was the middle-of-the-road candidate. He was average. He was, pal- he was, he was the mediocre guy. He was palatable. He was a real underdog. Yeah, he was palatable. America loves that. He was palatable to the majority. He was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, like we can handle this. But do I think that's the future? No, I think AOC, I think progressive politics is going to be the, the future of the Democratic Party. I think that um, eventually our generation is going to rise and the, the generation following that, Generation Z, Generation Z is more liberal than we are. Mm-hmm. I think Generation Z is going to carry this to a whole other level. I think the Republican Party is on downturn. They're freaking out. They're not going to be the majority. It's over. So speaking about politics.
politics and all that stuff. Let's talk about Hunter Biden for a second. Oof. Because <laughs> this man. Hunter Biden is wild. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Well, I've seen the, I got a notification about him. What he Yo, doing? He, he'd been on the New York Times for a while. So he dropped a laptop off to get fixed. He forgot about that laptop. Like, straight up. He just that left it. Dumbest he left it at the shop. Now, the shop owner, I mean, he did what he did, but he sold it to the New York Times. He, he was just like, here you go. Y'all, y'all can have this. Here's some free fucking content how long? How long did he... He was on that laptop for months. Yeah, Hunter Biden has a lot of baggage. And he, he has a lot of issues. Like, but he's but not, the yeah, thing yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, Donald Trump said some shit about it. The that. reason why that didn't work is because Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump Jr. also have... If not, I see her titties. Oh, she's hot. <laughs> has ten times more baggage yeah, because basically uh, they were profiting. Yeah, they were profiting baggage. off of their dad's status as president. Right. Oh, for sure. And 100%. nobody, nobody does that too. Like you know, like any president's kid would use that to their advantage. Yeah. I mean, and you'd be dumb not to. I mean, and, and that's where you. But get it's this, not fair. And, it's not yeah. Fair. And but that's where you get this just, juxtaposition between Bo Biden who died mm-hmm. and Hunter Biden because. Are you really going to care about Hunter Biden when Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are talking about Goya products and making money off of it? I mean, yeah, Hunter did some. Hunter did some. I mean, messed a, dude, up stuff. a dude with a crack pipe hanging out of his mouth at the president's kid. I mean, it's but pretty. He, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but but compare. But you have to. But, but comparably speaking, and not no. And, and then I see her too, so that's even more interesting. I, I, and so my major my major was political science and so like poli sci political science well, <laughs> technically they changed it they changed it to politics and international affairs but like technically when you juxtapose Hunter Biden to compare to uh, Donald Trump Jr. and uh, I'm forgetting the other brother's name as well Bo? Eric, no Eric Trump Eric yeah Eric Trump and Ivanka Trump, those three combined, their garbage and their baggage was so much more worse than Hunter Biden. Even Hunter Biden, you know, hooking up with, I don't know, you name it. Prostitutes. Prostitutes, etc. His issues with Ukraine. (laughs) The fact that he was on the board is crazy, but I mean, that's beautiful women. Yeah. But but the um, ethics committee for the the White House itself didn't when they were analyzing Vice President at the time, Joe Biden, they didn't view it as a problematic issue. But if you look at the White House Ethics Committee now, they say that Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump Jr.'s potential for profiting off of their status was detrimental ten times more than what Joe Biden was or uh, uh, mm. Hunter Biden was doing. Mm, mm. So yeah, yeah, Hunter Biden is a piece of shit. But does that really reflect on Joe Biden? No. No, no. Dude. <laughs> if I 
was Joe Biden, I'd be leaning into this because half of America is addicted to something, anyways. So they can relate to the fact that they've got a he shitty could, kid. He could. Flip I would lean into it. Like I, I would flip, flip it. Flip I would and, flip that, it. and that goes into possession and like this whole drug war issue because um, Joe Biden and the House and the Democrats are fighting right now. I mean, the House literally passed legislation saying that marijuana should be legalized on the federal level. The Republicans didn't do that. If Trump had done that, I think we had a different outcome in this election. I Facts. think so too. Because uh, money, because you think Donald Trump, you think money. Yeah. And if he's really, if right? You, yeah, right. If you're really sitting here thinking about marijuana and money at the same time, that's going to build your ec- 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 uh, econ- and, uh, economic. And, and that relates to South Carolina because, like, if you look at the Attorney General in South Carolina, the Attorney General in South Carolina said that marijuana was the most dangerous drug. In the United States, it's impossible. Okay, so here's why drug is man-made. So here's why marijuana is a gateway drug because you show up to your your dealer's house and he's got weed and he's also got some extra stuff and then he's like, yo, you want some extra stuff? Pretty much it. And he's like, yo, yo, I'll sell you this on some bullshit amount of money and he's like, all right, and you're like, cool, and now you're addicted. And then. That's why it's a game. But you got this at a store. I've been smoking weed for 12 years now, and I have not been gateway to doing anything else other than weed. But see oh, that and, and alcohol. But I'm, see the pharmaceutical I mean, industry, pharmaceutical industry yeah. use that use that as an opportunity because the pharmaceutical industry is currently working towards making a drug that is like marijuana. <laughs> making a drug. drug. Yeah. You Thank you. Make drugs. Thank you. Like THC. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. But see, the thing is, it's not going to work, bro. It's not. It's not going to be the same, bro. I think. I think marijuana would wipe out anxiety, depression. That's their price. It wipe out five that's different what, that's five different products. That's but that was my issue with the attorney general in South Carolina because I, I my issue was that in Greenville County and in South Carolina alone, uh, Sasha, you and I both talked about the issue of the fact that we have friends who have died. Died. The opioid crisis. Died. I know dead people. The opioid crisis. That's the issue. Not marijuana. Marijuana is the opportunity for... It's the pill farms. But marijuana can be a solution to the opioid crisis. Facts. And it's been proven. And that's what the NFL realized. That's what the NBA realized. Oh, yeah, you've seen that they shit. Stop protesting that shit? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, would you, what would you rather have? People on opioids or on marijuana? Dude, what's crazy to me is I know NFL players telling stories about they get on the plane and um, their guy, their like trainer would be like, all right, who wants what? I got perky, perks, Oxycontin, whatever you want. Just Those they, are the real they, that's why pa- passing out like skills, bro. We had and we, weed. Yeah. Weed? So all that, bro. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm currently in law school right now. We had the attorney general, Alan Wilson, come and speak to our class. And I was just offended because currently right now, he doesn't view opioids as the biggest threat. And that's just not – that is a lie. Ignorance. It's Straight a up lie. Ignorance, dude. It's a lie. I feel like if you go to – with the, I wonder – I didn't read in the detail. It's like they go to like only on game days you can't smoke. 
I mean, or can you smoke? Because now, because the thing is, I, I know some people who, when I when I grew up, they smoke before they like, they smoke before they hoop. Oh yeah, ball. Oh yeah, and they ball. You know what I'm saying? One NFL player, Josh something for the Browns. He had a lot oh, of Josh, uh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. He would smoke a blunt and take a shot before every game. He led the league in yards before he got suspended for uh, substance abuse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a PEDs. We can talk about that, but. <laughs> talking about like hey, smoke weed talking about his ball. performance on the field hey, shut the fuck up we shut the fuck up we didn't answer so much shit bro. it calms you down it relaxes you like I'm J. such R. a Smith weed advocate dude J. Why R. R. I wonder if J.R. Smith really was smoking weed when he was on the Nuggets and the Knicks bro he, he was really smoking weed was. on the Nuggets and the Knicks bro he was balling wait can we just get the back to but the bottom line yeah, yeah, why is that a fucking crime because it's because they can't make, but they don't know how to make money off of it. Exactly, and the GCDP, uh, the Green County. Um, hey man, I got a little smarts up here, bro. A lot of smarts. Sorry, not the the yeah. GCDP, but uh, the GCPD, I should say. The police department basically said that um, their canine unit wouldn't be able to differentiate marijuana from other drugs, and that it would cost more money to retrain canine units uh, to search for drugs other. The marijuana. Now, if we talk about what? <laughs> what? If we talk about how much money you can make off taxes opposed to how much it costs to training dogs. <laughs> Look, Look at Colorado. So Look at Colorado. Colorado. Colorado Not even just Colorado. There's other. Was it Maine? Is another one that uh, I mean, legalized or Vermont? Boston, you know? Boston. Seattle, yeah. Massachusetts, yeah, yeah, yeah. California. So much money so much off record. So Look at the numbers. It's, it's public information. The the House of Representatives hey, if you're, just. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're in a stop, man, look into some weed stocks. That's absolutely, yeah. And I need to start. I need to look into some. It's only going up, and, bro. Um, the House just literally passed legislation saying that marijuana should be decriminalized on a federal level, and that has implications on how we approach things on a state level because, mm-hmm. like. You can't throw someone in jail and I was, that- just, I was just thinking that shit. If you have anybody in jail who went in for some weed possession, they go get out soon. Exactly. And that's but that's what I want to talk about because African Americans are the ones who are targeted yep. for marijuana possession. I, I've been in that position before. I know many people who have been and in that position. And you have and I know all my white friends got off on that shit. Like and, like and, not and, easy. and if you look at police officers Bullshit. predominantly they are white. Facts. Bro, they take the weed and smoke it anyways. That's that's what bothers me. Well, much. that's that's where the corruption. That's where, <laughs> that's yo. That's where the yo. corruption uh, upon cops kind of kicks in because like they see the opportunity to make money. Power. Yes, it's power. That's all it is. A, a true test of character is a position of power. Mm-hmm. Once you put someone in with a little bit of power, you figure out who they really are. Instantly. Like we talked about earlier. Instantly, bro. <laughs> At McDonald's. You know what I mean? At McDonald's, bro. <laughs> McDonald's be wild. McDonald's be wild. But the bottom line is, is that is that you know you have people in power who who view this opportunity to make money off of you know marijuana possession charges and they don't want to give that up. They don't. They're comfortable. That's what it is. They're they're sitting pretty. Yeah. They're on top. And look guess at, what? They don't want to give that up. Look at they'll Por- die for it. Look at Portugal. Legalizing all drugs. And essentially, and Oregon, right? Yeah, Oregon as well recently did that. But um, 
As a case study, we have more evidence with Portugal. Okay. And with Portugal, basically we said that, you know, yes, you can do whatever drug you want, but you have to do it under um, supervision. Okay. And that's fine. Like, let people do that. Let people experience. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, people can do what they want. Yes, let people experience. I think eventually Very America true. will get to that. I don't think that's. Re- I don't think it's ready for that right now. I, I, feel like, I feel like there's baby steps for that shit. For exactly. sure. If you just exactly. throw that shit in there, we're going to shit. Yeah, nobody's right. ready for right. it. But I think at the end of the day, if you let people do what they want, they're gonna be like, oh, yo, it's just. Too and I understand. Yeah, I understand. I feel like America doesn't want to give people that much freedom. Yeah, and America. America has a larger population than Portugal. Of yeah, course. for sure. Yeah, that all makes sense. Way sure. too much fucking freedom for people. But I think if you treat drug addiction or any sort of drug abuse as a mental health issue rather than something that you know, if you throw someone criminal, right? If you throw someone in jail for heroin, they're gonna do way worse than if you throw someone in a rehab for heroin. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna do way worse because they're gonna have the treatment and the people that they exactly. need to get better. You yeah. put them in prison, they're just gonna re- they're just gonna fucking shake until they die. If that's the case. Now, I really hope that doesn't happen. But like, if people, no, people, no. If people relapse, people relapse and die. Like side effects. Like that's just science. And, and I knew but, I, I I actually uh, spoke to a friend of mine when I was visiting Boston. Was that I knew that. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would be the candidate because Joe Biden is a white male. He needs a black female. Um, needs. He needs a black female. I mean, he, I mean, he knew that. I mean, yeah. he, was with, he was with Obama, so I mean. She didn't get yeah. off the Air Force one plane. And two well, so that's, that's why they treat Joe Biden like Bill Clinton, because they view him as a support or reinforcement of the support bro, of go black flip power. The whole shit on everybody. Nobody yeah. know what the hell gonna happen, bro. It's January 15th. Hey, yeah, bro. Bro, it's not a whole different country. But 15, I will right? say, 15, I will 20, say, 20, just 20, wait. 20th. 20th. Just wait. I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but AOC will be a president. Bro, she went from bartender to... The United States representative. Goddamn right, bro. <laughs> and, uh, Alexander, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. She could be a president? She was a bartender, well, and now no. she's in the House of Representatives. So, she, but it's also really cool what is she, to... What is, she, what is her nationality? Um, she's Hispanic. <laughs> but it's really she cool. She got them heaters. I'm really, just saying. She, she's very attractive. <laughs> Um, but but it's really cool to talk about because she went up against when she ran in the primary, she went up against the Democratic establishment. She ran against a guy who was the guy. The Democratic Party was like, "This is our man. We will fund your campaign. Oh, no she problem." Went to no, 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 no. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the guy who she ran against in her state in New York. Oh, oh, oh in New York. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, it was but it, she, it was in. Oh God. But she beat him. Blasio? No. <laughs> no. 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 Never mind. That's the that's the mayor. Yeah. Anyways. But but she, she she beat him, and it it goes back to this whole thing is that the majority of Americans care about three things. One is Medicare for all. Two is climate change. And three is the drug war. <laughs> Drugs have won that war, straight up, so far. Yeah, but why? You're we, just, we let it. Yeah, but you're incarcerating. So you know, it's a funny fact is that we incarcerate more citizens than China. 
That's nuts, dude. Right? China will lock you up for, like, look in the wrong direction. Exactly. And so when Ocasio-Cortez ran, she basically influenced large populace to finally say enough is enough. And, and that's what we need in American politics is that, like, you have um, this, uh, in Georgia, Reverend Warnock. You have uh, Jamal Bowman You have in New York. Uh, you have um, a bunch of individuals, progressive individuals, who are saying enough is enough. We need to stop incarcerating black Americans for possession charges because African American communities are more policed than white communities. And white communities are also com uh, consuming the same amount of drugs as uh, black communities. And let's, it's not even marijuana. Let's talk about, no. like, God, let, no. for example, let's talk about Sugar Creek. Let's talk about it. Uh, so I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, and Sugar Creek, you have a lot of fucking drug usage. Sasha, you agree with that. Oh, 100%, bro. I know at least at least 12 kids from my high school that went to rehab because of opioids. At least. I could just pop them off. But, that's a, but we don't need to go there. Anyways. That's the key term, though. Opioids. Right? 100%. But you have kids in Nickeltown in Greenville, South Carolina, who are being policed because they live in predominantly black societies. I mean, uh, Nickeltown? Yeah, Nickeltown. Nickeltown. Yeah. Nickeltown, bro. Yo. Nickeltown is dope. <laughs> Shout out to my said, fucking homies. And they sell the Knicks there. <laughs> You got the nine bags, bro. Yo, what's funny is I would smoke weed throughout the predominantly white neighborhoods, like the nice ones, because there's no cops there. Exactly. Ever. Under there's, any never there's never any cops, cops there. there. That was a smart way to smoke weed. You drove through the, but if you're the, black, the, rich, the rich neighborhoods, right? But if you're black, you're, and, and look at fucking Bill de, uh, Bill de Blasio, um, who's kind of changed the policy, but uh, Rudy Giuliani. Fuck Rudy, dude. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy started this whole concept of stop and frisk. Basically, they would stop um, Ray, look at him because he's black, and assume he has drugs on him. Yeah, Ray don't have no drugs. But if, he, if, he, <laughs> but if it was Sasha, but if it was Sasha, although although he got drugs on him, they ain't gonna stop me. They ain't gonna stop you. Like, which is which is a broken system. Like let me let me say from the jump, it's fucked. And they would stop years. me. They would stop me because they think I have bombs on. Bro, bro, TSA will always be up your ass yeah. forever. Yeah, I forever. promise you. Try and get on a plane. And, and to be Good frank, luck. to be frank, like I, I always dress up whenever I go up in the, into a flight because I'm, I'm afraid of that. Because like, it's so sad, bro. I, I just do it because you can't, you can't even dress your religion, bro. Because no, I can't. That's because crazy. People Dude. literally view Islam as a threat to the, uh, to American society, but that's just not in true. Real, you know, in the craziest part is the real terrorists are. Living here, you are yeah. Americans. And if the you real extremists got to worry about, right here. Yeah, bro. But if you go back to the 1960s, like John F. Kennedy faced the same thing. John F. Kennedy was basically told um, by his opposition that he was Catholic and therefore the Pope would dictate how American policy goes. But that's just not the case. It's not true. I mean, that's why he got that. No, I mean, if you think about it, think about America and think yeah. about Rome. It's all pretty much the damn same. 
Yeah, and that, and I mean, not necessarily because America was founded on Anglo pro, uh, the Anglo Protestant Protestant um, beliefs, basically. So you know, wasps, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard about it before. Basically, they've established what should be the norm. And America is in a juxtaposition, a juxtaposition right now because you have so many people of color dominating society. And it's scary. And I get it. You know, white people are like freaking out. They're like, oh, our culture is being destroyed. But America was meant for this. You asked for this. You brought in this mixed soup. Mixed the one true place on salad. Earth. The one true place on earth that is a melting pot. Is it's America. a melting pot. A one true Thank place you. on earth. Yes, one exactly. Place. No other country is a true melting pot. There's a lot of different nations. And I'll never forget, never forget, one of my friends told me basically white people have been destroying people of color for so long do you expect people of color to this to do the same to white people when they're the majority and no. I because I mean if you think thinking about it it's like that's that's not who 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 people of color are we're not the people who are like like negative and like do so much dirt you get what I'm saying like I don't think people but of the color weird part are is, like is I'm okay with it what if it if it flipped? If it flipped and we started, I don't, I don't. I, if we started prosecuting white people for their bullshit, I yeah. personally believe that it wouldn't happen like that because we are, we as colored people are not like that. You know what I'm saying? We're not. But this jumps into this whole Me Too situation because, like, you have white women who are predominantly saying, "Oh, X, Y, and Z happened to me." But what happened in the 1960s? White women used to say that black men raped them, but black black men were the ones who basically they were sought out by white women. Exactly, and and so that's that's where shit gets really great because now the power status. <laughs> yeah, you're a communist. You're a communist. Part of this. Sasha in jail. 100%, bro. 100%, bro. The fuck? My name's Sasha. Right beside each other in the same cell, bro. That's the stuff that scares me because if you go back to legal issues with Korematsu versus the United States in the uh, during World War II, you're naming names I have never fucking heard. Yeah, of. no, please continue. Yeah, let me explain. So in Korematsu versus the United States, basically or during World War II, they viewed Japanese citizens. Dude, as, they put them in concentration camps. Exactly. Like what? straight up. Yeah. Like yeah. it's happened here. During 
Pearl Harbor, yeah. oh, they shit. put Japanese people in concentration camps. Oh, that makes camps. sense. Yeah. Oh, like, this is crazy. I, I remember learning about this they shit, put, bro. It's fucked. They put Japanese people in, in, in concentration camps, and the, the court has BSL never... BSL history lessons, man. We hey, we're tapping in. Hey. The court has never, never overturned that decision. Wow. Whoa. So never. The 40s? So it's still running. Reagan did. Reagan said, I'm sorry for what happened, and they financed anybody who was in the Korematsu situation, who was interned, they paid them out. And that just goes to fucking figures that, oh, you pay some money and everything's good. But in society, like, I think, I'm sorry to say this, like, it's time for white people to get a taste of their own medicine. Facts. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just. I mean, it's you, about time, do you really right? do you really believe that like people of color have forgotten? Do you really think that people of color have like given up? I think that is going to be slightly different though when it comes down. I think to we're forgiving. Given getting that's the mm. thing, and then on top of that, what mm. because what really normalization. What really what really hurts the you know the good fellas and whatnot. You know what really hurts them more is to see that people of color are working together more than anything yeah you get what i'm saying like if we were all making money like i don't know have you you heard of black wall street right yeah so so imagine yeah. there was another black wall street that Absolutely. happened again yes. that would that would really like if there was just black that, that thrived but it did happen it did happen but they destroyed that shit they destroyed that shit in charlottesville you had you had the president of the united states donald j trump saying that there was an equivalence between white supremacists and those who didn't believe that race did not matter. Mm. That anti-fascism is the most important thing. And you said Donald J. Trump said that those two those two individuals were equal. That's what hurt. That's what hurt. Is because we've been fighting. We've been fighting, and, and, and Sasha's included on in that because he he would be viewed yeah, as a yeah, communist yeah, in yeah, today's society. It's not a good look, bro. It's not a good look. Y'all get treated a lot differently. We, bro, bro. Let me say this: Eastern Europeans don't get treated like white people. We have to fight. Like, like straight up. Fuck no. The we, fact that my mom has an accent, she got looked at differently. Yeah, exactly. She got treated differently. We have. She to, paid this racist tax yeah. like everybody that came to this country. But, but that's what. That's why I fought for what I did because we have to fight for our voting rights. It comes down to voting, turning out to vote, turning out to vote for who you want to believe in. Yeah, man, because, I mean, nobody can take take what you want that to That changes that's, the that's, whole demographic. That's that's, that's will, bro. Like, you have your own will. Like, there is no human being should be have the ability to take your will from you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? God gave us that will. If and you believe in God, yes, whatever your higher absolutely, power is, yeah. that higher power gave Even us that will. Even if you're atheist, like, you can still believe in the humanity of those who are minorities. You still have a will at the end of the day. You yeah. still have something to believe say, in. Bro. Like, you, you have, have something to believe in. You have your own voice, bro, at the end of the day, bro. And, and that's what we're trying to fight for today in, in today's society. And, and I don't understand this. That, like, the GOP, the, the party of Abraham Lincoln, the party that tried to fight, the party that tried to fight for the legalization of slaves to become citizens. 
Abraham Lincoln tried to fight for the Emancipation Proclamation. He tried to fight for the 14th. He was the first black president. Yeah. Ooh. That's, that's an odd take. I like that. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I'm not ready to say that because Frederick Douglass has a different opinion on that. Really? Yeah, Frederick Douglass. So there's a uh, statute in, in, in uh, Massachusetts, I believe in Boston. And in sta- the statute basically has a slave on his knees begging towards Abraham Lincoln. And I get it. You know, you want to say like, oh, Abraham Lincoln is a savior. But did he really save black people? I think he. Oh, well, I don't know. Shoot, I exactly. Mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think shit. he took the I'm first a, right step forward. That's all. That's what I think. But here's my question. I don't. I don't know if he saved. But here's them. my question. Okay. Abraham Lincoln also allowed for uh, white citizens, not black, to occupy the Midwest states. They basically gave out substitutes, um, compensation to establish yourself in the Midwest. Mm. They did not do that for the blacks. And Martin Luther King talks about. That Martin Luther King says, Why did you not allow for black Americans who were slaves at the time to establish themselves in the Midwest? I think you have a different situation if 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 that happened in the degree so that Martin Luther King wanted. So many different reasons for all of this to, that had that transpired. Because the thing, if you're thinking about it, like there has not been one president that quote unquote saved. But don't you think blacks were the ones who Deserve the opportunity to get compensation so and the opportunity to this day. Yeah, to this day, reparations are an issue, right? Yeah, definitely. But but to this day, Abraham Lincoln had the the opportunity to say, you know what, we're going to give the Midwest to Black Americans, and he didn't do it. He basically said, if you're a white American, you can go to the Midwest. We'll pay for your opportunity to establish yourself in the Midwest because we need to fill out the United States manifest destiny. Manifest destiny is important. I don't. I don't think if he gave if he gave us that that would have gave us way too much. It would have. No, it would have given an equal level of power. Uh, I think. I think we would because we it would have gave us way too much power. Why? Because you got to think the way the way I see it is it's like okay, so people of color they're like more they they're quite powerful like they. They own their shit, like like other than other than the people like. Dude, Americans, we don't have power right now. No, we don't. But at the same time, we still do because it's it's in with it's in us. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot of power. Like I'm dominant. I'm a dominant presence anywhere I'm at. You get what I'm saying? Wait, I understand what you're saying. So and it's not just me, but it's everybody. So it's like if you give give okay, say say bet. So we're gonna give you know all the all the slaves. We're gonna give them the Midwest. Yeah. We'll let them have the Midwest. And we'll pay for it. And and we'll pay for it. Okay. Now, what that does is that will make okay. So they have the Midwest. So now this is just populated by just straight black people, right? So there's black mayors, black yeah, senators, black, black all that, black right? power. Now, with that being said, there's a reason why they got rid of Black Wall Street because it was too much power. Exactly. That's the problem here. America never wanted us to have that oh, much power. Okay, I see. I you see get what, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're not. Eventually, someone would come up and cut, right. undercut that. Exactly. Yeah, because Abraham was afraid that if he gave it out, yeah, one day, it, 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 America it, would not it, be the same it. if they did that shit. That's it, what we, we would not be where we're at. No, you're wrong. That's bullshit. Yeah. But like that's we would believe that's the reasoning you know, behind it. Yeah, you know definitely. what's even more uncomfortable is that like Democrats like to talk about Franklin. 
Delano Roosevelt as the greatest fucking Teddy? Democratic. No, not Teddy. Not oh, Teddy. Oh. FDR. FDR. Oh, okay. FDR. Uh, after World War II, yeah, during World War II and after World yeah, War II. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, see, seeing him as like. A savior. But did you know that FDR set up red lines? And red lines were basically... Yeah, red lines basically said that African Americans were inclined to pay more for where they live versus white people. Is that still going on now? Yeah, technically it is. Oh, shit. Fuck. Um, we're, we're seeing that... Uh, I mean... Yeah, we we're seeing that today with gentrification. Oh, that's happening. I, yeah, I, I it's alive and well. I witnessed that shit at, in in Basically, Atlanta. Basically, white people. Yeah, exactly. In Atlanta. I thought yeah. in now, now listen, listen. Now in Atlanta, there's y'all, y'all ever heard of Martin Luther King Drive? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So all right. So boom. Oh, yeah. In Atlanta, it's like by the stadium, everything. Like oh yeah. Yeah. There was no such thing as any any organization or any company that was like actually like white owned. Like, yeah. Yeah. On Martin Luther, like starting right. starting from the jump of Martin Luther King. All the way down to like 368. Wait, what is it? What's that? 285. I know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. anyways, yeah, back, yeah. all the way down to the interstate, yeah. whatever. So there's a Chick fil A there now. They built a Chick fil A over there. See, like, there's a Walmart, there was a Walmart too, but they but the Walmart like, like mm, a lot of a lot of black people. And let me ask you this: Is Chick Fil A black predominantly owned business? Exactly. exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. Truett, white bitch. Yeah. Like, and so black power has been fucking limited in its capability. Oh yeah. I mean that's not, and I, it's and I hope very, that very Joe similar. Biden flips script on that. I it's, think it's, we're gonna. I don't think Joe Joe Biden is gonna have anything to do with that. I think that shit's just gonna happen. I I think the the movie Movement of I buying black-owned businesses is going to keep growing and growing think, and growing think, until it's on top. I, I really do. I honestly, I really I honest, do. I honestly feel like it's, it's, it has nothing to do with any president or anything like that. It happens within the within the community. Like if once the community actually sees, like, all right, look, all right, so I need to support this person and that person. This person, no matter what the fuck they do, you know what I'm saying? They could do anything in the damn world, but I'm gonna support it. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna spend my money with them, and I do this as well. So boom, how about this? I spend my money with you. You come back and you spend your money with me, and we can. Get just keep having the money rotating between each other, and that's going to change the culture. That's going to change who we are as America. It's going to change society. It's going to change everything. But everything. But, but Nixon and Reagan saw that, and they said no. But at this point in time, it's too late. Like, it's, it's over. It's, this is what it's I'm about over. to say is very. But it's not. What because I, it's not over. It's but, not over. But but I say this is now. this. What I'm about to say is really really cliche. Social media. That's so fucking cliche to say. Social media is destroying is, society. It's not. Sorry, it's I'm not just. It's not just destroying the society, but it's also giving people more insight of what the fuck is going on and actually have the ability to support other people. You get what I'm saying? So it's like yes, it is destroying the fuck it's, out of the society. Yeah. It is, but it's a really toxic world. But it's, it's doing, but it's, it's doing good things it's at the same time. Some opportunity, right? It's it's yeah, exactly. As of to what really is happening. Right. You know what but, but Nixon and Reagan saw that, and they, I mean, like Nixon, for example, and Reagan. Reagan, I'm, you know, you might say this. Is, you might, you might be, say this is a, uh, um, a conspiracy, but Ronald Wilson Reagan, Wilson, take the all the letters of his name, six six. Six, Ronald Killer Mike. Shout out. Um, Wait, Ronald Wilson is Ronald Wilson Reagan. Six all six letters. Coincidence? I think not. And <laughs> and 
he integrated drugs, specifically the most intoxicating drugs, into the black community. And it has. Starts with J. What Trump's going there? Uh, Donald James. I want to say James or John, one of the two. That's Tim. You said Donald. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to get at here is that if you look, you can look this up if you want. It's close, yeah. But Nixon and Reagan, Nixon understood if we cause an addiction in the black society, we can control them. Oh, that's that was beforehand. That was before then. Did you know that? Oh, really? You ever heard of the Willie Lynch letter? No. Oh shit! Please fill me in. Oh yeah. my gosh! So Willie Lynch letter is this is like long, 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 long time ago. This is like slavery time, right? So 60s? like 1860s before then. I think it was might have been around that time before then or whatever. Bet, so bet. either way, so Willie Lynch, he was like he told all the slave owners, he was like, look, I found a way we can control them. Control them. We have to find a way to control them because if we don't control them, they're going to actually have too much power and they were overpowered. Exactly. And they didn't That's why they couldn't learn to read or write. So, so, so he actually wrote a letter of things that he said that this will last for, I think he said 200 to 400 years or something like that or, or 500 years or some shit like that. Yeah. And, and matter of fact, it, this happened... Like 1700s, I think. Wow. 17, 1700s, I think. Wow. Because, I mean, last year was 2019, right? And it's been 400 years since we've been in slavery. So we're in 401 years. So... So yeah, so around that time, yeah, yeah. So this, he said, like, look, you, we, we can do this, this, and this, and this, and we can keep all of them under control. And it's just been happening. Huh? Can you pause this for me? No, no, not that. Yeah. You want to pause the podcast? Or just pause it? The live? Yeah. I can't pause it, but I can. I can wait. I can act. A fake finish it, I guess. How do I uh, go live to you? So I can like promote this from the podcast. It's on Facebook. Okay. Oh, you could have just uh, shared that shit. Yeah, you can share it on Facebook. On Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You, got Facebook? you have Instagram. Yeah, we do have Instagram. Okay, what's your what's your Instagram? Uh, BSL Podcast. No, bet say less. Bet say less. We got. Also, Cam Ayers is fucking killing uh, it. By man. the way, guys, we'll be right back. We're about to take a shot break. Uh, we love y'all. Um, we got more coming. Look, we're, we're, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. Just getting started. Absolutely. This guy right here is amazing, man. Hey, hey. Stay tuned. Hey, listen, we're just commercial break. Commercial break. Commercial break. And we're back, guys. What's up? I hope y'all, you know. Had a golf course hot dog on this little break <laughs> we had, and shout out to Gino. Hey Gino, we miss you, man. I hope you make it some heat because if you're not making no heat, we will have some problems. Problem. I'm with my uh, friends Sasha and Ray. We're doing a podcast right now, so please oh, yeah, tune my, in. My man done tapped in on his live, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all don't know who we are, but hey, you gonna know who we are now. Hey, bet say let's pod on everything. BSL podcast, baby. We out here. Whole lot of gang shit. And before we uh before we dispersed earlier and uh went our separate ways, uh we were talking about the Willie Lynch letter. And if nobody knows what the Willie Lynch letter is, it's uh, a letter by this guy named Willie Lynch who basically told all the slaves he, he was from the West Indies, so he had his own slave plantation in the West Indies and came to America and actually told everybody, look, this is how you control the slaves. So how he said it was, I'm gonna just give y'all a quick little brief, 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 brief uh, words of it is one thing he said was that. You 
must hold, you must keep old black men and new black men, and young black men, you know, against each other. Men, black men, and black women against each other. And basically, like, keep black people against each other at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, new generations versus old generations, you gotta keep them fighting somehow. You know, male, female. Uh, Just, you, you gotta keep them split. Keep them, you keep can't every, keep them together, you right? You can't, you can't, because once you do that, it's, it's too much power within, you know, keeping, you know, slaves all together and, like, getting them to. What really, what Willie realizes is that eventually they're gonna come together and they're gonna overthrow your ass. Mm-hmm. So you gotta keep them divided. Mm-hmm. That's that's what his theory is. So so we're essentially talking politics, and I'd love y'all to chime in on this. Please join me on this uh, podcast. I'm having great time with my friend Ray and Sasha here. Yes. Hey, bro. That's um. That ties into what we like the Willie Lynch letter. You told you said something earlier about your professor made you go into uh, uh, some sort of case or whatever. Because my guy right here, you know, future lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Big future time lawyer. Big time. To, he, he might. I might have to put him on. One day. Road. One day. <laughs> one day. All right. Well, look. You got, you got. You got what? You got three years left, man. In three years, you might be hitting. I might be hitting you up and put you on the payroll, man. <laughs> Shit, one day, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Nah, nah, I need you. I need you. I need a lawyer yeah, on the payroll. That's right. Like, somebody in my corner. Like, yeah, hey, dead like, ass serious. Need somebody. I'm gonna need somebody on the payroll. No cap. No cap. For real. But nah. But uh, there was some guy who you said. I can't remember who it was. Who you said. You had did a case about some slavery way back in the day. Yeah, so we were we were talking about Sneevy Trice, which basically um, goes back to vicarious liability. Where basically, where you know you have today in today's society, where an employee can basically say that no, you know whatever I did wrong was under the uh, the employer. So if I was an Uber driver, I could say you know like I I messed. Up, but that was because the employer told me to do whatever um, uh, under their their job description. And and CV Trice basically was a slave case. It was it was really messed up. It, yeah, it talked about basically what happened in CV Trice was that a bunch of slaves set up a fire to warm themselves, but when they set up the fire, uh, a wind came. Came and blow blew fire upon the cornfield and basically knocked out the slave owner's cornfield. That's fucking crazy. And and the court basically said that you know um, the, the the master himself was liable for whatever the sna- slaves did, which is 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 just unfortunate because you know like these slaves themselves were just trying to keep warm. They had no other uh, right. opportunity to, to, to keep warm. And 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 to to sustain themselves, so uh, we're trying to talk about that today and how that relates today in today's society. Yeah, that shit's fucking crazy, bro. Shit. But the, Fuck will, that the corn. I hold the head a lot of popcorn. But in. the letter. <laughs> but the letter. What? <laughs> 
Yo, what happened with the letter? Oh, nah, man. That letter is like, man, listen, if nobody has ever heard of the Willie Lynch letter, man, look. It's the real. Willie Lynch letter. It's real, bro. Just go look at the Willie Lynch letter, man. Basically, it talks about how he's just keeping keeping, keeping black people enslaved uh, in, in against each other. And Still happening today. It's today. He said that it was going to last from 200 to 500 years, and it's been 400 years since slavery. 401 years, actually. And you have a lot of white women who come up to me and say, like, black women or black people should get over it. But slavery is still going on today. If you look at the 13th Amendment, if you look at the 13th Amendment, when you have imprisoned individuals who are essentially giving their free labor to profit a corporation, that's messed up. And the United States needs to address that. Facts, bro. But take it away, Ray. Hey, man, listen. Hey! Alexis! Alexis! You always come at an interesting time. Hello. What's good? Hello. Yeah, we're live. We're live. Right we're, now. Alive. we're live right now. We're, we're gonna get to that issue in just a minute. Hey man, Willie Lynch letter, man. Y'all go check it out, man. Shit, and man. hey, what's the name of your podcast? Bet Say Less Podcast, man. We're on check everything, man. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Bet Say Less Pod. Bet Say Less Pod. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bet Say Less Podcast. I'm on. I'm my me personally. Oh shit! <laughs> Me personally, I'm on. I'm on Apple Music. I'm on uh, Spotify. Check I'm out my boy Eye. L E Y E. I got my own clothing line, Royal Garments. You know what I'm saying? RoyalGarments.com. Hey, We're man. talking about some real issues tonight. Hey, this is my dog. Hey, hey the one and only. His, his lover. This is lover. Is my dog. You know what I'm saying? Hello. <laughs> well, hello. Hey guys, thank you for a very special episode. Yeah, this was a dope ass episode, man. Hey man, we're very grateful for Sulaiman Ahmad. Sulaiman Ahmad. in high at the last second. You know what it is. And my boy Eli. Feel free to ask any questions you may have. You know what's up. I'm glad to see y'all out here. Again, Bet Say Less podcast. Check it out on Instagram. Check it out. Everything, man. We ain't got too many followers, but y'all can get us up. Hey, we love you guys. Peace. All right, let's dive into it.